Welcome to the first ever AI Nightmares podcast. We are so excited to have you here. So uh, just a bit of backstory for you around where this podcast came from. Um, It actually started off, I am a tech nerd. I work in a school district with supporting a lot of teachers and um, started a little side project trying to demonstrate some of the power of AI. Actually ended up inspiring myself through the process uh, and as a kid, I absolutely loved those terrifying books. They were called uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And you guys probably remember the cover if you don't remember the stories. Uh, really horrifying uh, images and just captivating short stories that told a terrifying tale in uh, just a few minutes. And love those books. Um, I have two kids and I was having fun trying to engineer chat gpt4 to really develop hit the sweet spot with terror um, training it to make sure that no story ever had a happy ending training it to help it understand um, how to get some good hooks and uh, we i think have managed to land in a pretty cool spot with uh, what it's producing and it is definitely terrifying my kids which was objective one And after we generated quite a few of these different terrifying tales that we were just enjoying as a family, we realized we should probably share these with the world. There's some good stuff. Um, The way that this podcast will work moving forward into the future is um, this first episode is really just a collection of some terrifying prompts that I tried to come up with one at a time just to creep the kids out. But future episodes are absolutely going to be themed out. So we will have stories about uh, creepy things that might happen in the forest and the entire podcast episode would be things happening in the forest Uh, a different episode might be simply around cryptid creatures or strange uh, entities so each podcast will have a theme each podcast will have 10 tales Um, as we develop this a little deeper we would love to get some user generated podcast uh, material as well so thinking through the the lens of what sort of prompt might we drop in ChatGPT to really generate the most absolutely terrifying tale that we could. Uh, so we'd love to get some uh, listener feedback and listener ideas integrated into these stories too. Um, we are also hoping to add some add some nuggets of uh, info about some cool ways that you can be using AI in your life. Uh, this is just a fun way to do that. and. Those will always come at the end of the episode, so if you're here for the scary stories, um, you're going to be able to jump right in. We hope you enjoy these tales. Hope they leave you a little creeped out. Make sure you guys are turning the lights down and uh, getting into a spot where you can thoroughly be scared. Enjoy these tales. Hey, tale one underneath the midnight whisper. In a quaint town named Elmsworth, children whispered legends of Twitch, a mischievous creature that loved to hide under beds. Though the tales had been passed down for generations, nobody believed them to be true, dismissing them as mere ghost stories to frighten misbehaving kids. Lila, a skeptical nine-year-old, always laughed off the old legends. She was brave and always boasted to her friends that no such creature could scare her. One night, determined to debunk the myth, she decided to stay awake and prove Twitch wasn't real. Hours passed, and her room was enveloped in darkness, 
broken only by the soft ambient glow of her bedside lamp. As the clock neared midnight, a soft shuffle broke the silence. Thinking it was her cat, she peered over the edge of her bed. Her heart froze as she met wide, bulging eyes staring back at her, attached to a misshapen figure. It grinned, revealing an impossibly wide mouth with stitched lips. He found me. It giggled, voice raspy and unnerving. Before she could scream, it swiftly retreated further under her bed, leaving only the echoes of its chilling laughter. From that night on, Lila never dared to look under her bed. And whenever she heard a creak or shuffle in the dark, she would pull her blankets tighter, praying for dawn. The legend of Twitch was no longer just a tale to her. It was a haunting reality she could never forget. Tale 2. Echoes of the Keeper's Closet In a small town named Aylesford, there was an old abandoned house at the end of Elm Street that children dared not approach. For decades, the townspeople spoke in hushed whispers about the Keeper of the Closet, a strange creature that was said to reside within the house. Orphan twins, Jake and Jess, were newcomers to Aylesford. Unaware of the legend, they found the house an appealing place for their secret hideout. One evening, as the sun was setting and casting long, eerie shadows, Jake decided to test his courage by spending a night inside the house. Jess, although hesitant, didn't want to let her brother face it alone. As the night deepened, the twins explored the house, laughing off any creaks or rustling as mere products of an old building. However, when they came across a large wooden closet, they noticed a faint glow emanating from its edges. Curiosity getting the better of them, they approached, but as Jake reached out to touch the closet door, it slowly creaked open. From the shadows within, two large eyes blinked at them, attached to a small, grotesque creature with a mouth stitched into a permanent grin. Frozen in terror, Jess managed to whisper, The Keeper! The creature let out a raspy giggle. You found my hiding spot! Its voice was unnervingly playful, but its intent felt sinister. Panicking, Jake pulled Jess and they raced toward the exit, but every door and window seemed to have mysteriously locked itself. The echoing laughter of the Keeper filled the house as the twins searched desperately for a way out. By morning, when they hadn't returned home, a search party was dispatched. They found the Elm Street house just as abandoned as before. The closet door stood slightly ajar, but of the twins, there was no sign. The townspeople spoke in somber tones, adding the tale of Jake and Jess to the legend of the Keeper. And from then on, every child in Aylesford knew to avoid the abandoned house, especially the closet that held unspeakable secrets. Tale 3. The Grip of Hollowbrook's Forgotten Nestled on the outskirts of town, the Hollowbrook Cemetery had always been an eerie place. Among the aged gravestones and mausoleums, one particular tombstone stood out, a large ornate cross surrounded by four blank stones with no names or dates engraved upon them. Locals spoke of the reaching grave and would hurriedly walk past it during the day, fearing to linger too close. Legend had it that every decade, during the foggiest night of October, a hand would emerge from beneath that very grave, reaching out as if searching for something or someone. It was said that if the hand touched you, it would drag you under, and you would become one of the nameless stones surrounding the grave. As teenagers often do, Calvin dismissed these stories as mere legends meant to scare children from wandering into the graveyard at night. And so, on a dare, 
he decided to visit the Hollowbrook Cemetery on the night the hand was said to appear. The thick fog rolled in, blanketing the entire cemetery in an eerie mist. With only the dim light of his lantern, Calvin approached the reaching grave. He waited, confident that nothing would happen. But as midnight approached, the ground trembled slightly and the dirt around the grave began to shift. To Calvin's horror, a withered hand slowly emerged, its fingers elongated and skeletal, feeling around, searching. Panicking, he stepped back, but in his haste, he tripped over a loose stone. The lantern shattered, plunging him into darkness. He could hear the soft sound of the hand dragging itself closer. Calvin tried to crawl away, but just as he felt he was out of reach, the fingers grazed his ankle. They wrapped around his leg, pulling him with surprising strength. He screamed, but the fog seemed to swallow his cries. The last thing he saw before being dragged under was the nameless stones, and he realized with chilling clarity that soon there would be a fifth. By morning, the fog had lifted, revealing a serene cemetery. The reaching grave looked undisturbed, save for a fresh fifth stone placed beside the others, still nameless, but not unclaimed. Tale 4. Echoes of Gideon's Carnival In the dilapidated town of Harrowsville, on the edge of an ancient forest, there stood a long-abandoned carnival ground. Though the rides had rusted and the booths had decayed, the townspeople knew to avoid it, especially on moonlit nights. There was a tale, passed down from generation to generation, of a clown named Gideon. Once the star performer of Harrowsville's traveling circus, he was known for his mesmerizing tricks and captivating smile. But behind the painted face, Gideon had a dark obsession. He believed that true laughter was born from genuine fear. Late at night, when the carnival was empty, he would lure the unsuspecting into his house of mirrors, a place from which they would never return. Rumors whispered that he could trap souls, feeding off their terror to remain youthful and alive long beyond his years. The circus was eventually disbanded and Gideon disappeared. But on certain nights, when the moon cast eerie shadows over the carnival ground, townspeople reported hearing distant laughter and the faint tune of carnival music. Decades later, a group of thrill-seeking teenagers decided to venture into the carnival ground on a dare. Armed with flashlights and a sense of invincibility, they laughed off the legends of Gideon. But as they approached the House of Mirrors, the door creaked open revealing a hallway of distorted reflections. Curious and slightly apprehensive, they entered, seeing warped versions of themselves. As they delved deeper, the mirrors began to show not their reflections but nightmarish visions of their deepest fears. Panic set in, and they tried to find an exit, but all the paths seemed to loop back to the center of the maze. And there, under the ghostly glow of the moonlight, stood Gideon, unchanged by time. His makeup was smeared, his clothes tattered, but his eyes sparkled with malevolent delight. Welcome, he hissed, to the true heart of the carnival. The next morning, the carnival ground was as silent and deserted as it had been for years. The only evidence of the teenager's presence was a set of footprints leading into the House of Mirrors. The town mourned, and the legend of Gideon grew darker and more potent. And on moonlit nights, if you listened closely, you could still hear the distant, haunting laughter of a clown who knew the true essence of fear. Tale 5 Echoes of the Lullaby Below the Old Tales of Maple Hollow spoke of the Tunnel Keeper, 
a grotesque creature dwelling in the decaying sewer tunnels beneath the town. It was said that it would emerge only on nights of the new moon, when the world above was draped in darkness. Anna, a recent resident of Maple Hollow, was skeptical of such tales. As a journalist, her thirst for a good story had led her to many supposedly haunted places, none of which had lived up to their hype. One evening, with camera and flashlight in hand, she decided to explore the tunnels herself. As she descended into the damp, murky abyss, the echo of dripping water was her only companion. The flashlight's beam danced upon the walls, revealing strange markings that seemed to be a mix of symbols and warnings. Venturing deeper, Anna began to hear something else, a soft, melodic humming reverberating through the tunnel's archways. It was unsettlingly familiar, yet she couldn't place it. She pressed on, curiosity overtaking caution. Suddenly, her flashlight beam landed upon a dark, hunched figure in the distance, crouched by the water's edge. Its skin had a grotesque, metallic sheen, and its eyes gleamed eerily in the dim light. The creature was humming, and, to her horror, Anna recognized the tune. It was a lullaby her mother used to sing. Frozen in place, Anna watched as the creature began scooping up the murky water, appearing to be searching for something. The legends had mentioned it seeking offerings, but what? It was then that Anna realized her mistake. The humming grew louder, echoing her mother's voice from years past, intertwining with memories of forgotten nights and whispered tales. The tunnel keeper wasn't looking for an offering in the water. It was waiting for her. In a panic, she turned to run, but the path back was no longer clear. The walls seemed to close in, the markings shifting and warping in her peripheral vision. The humming grew deafening, now right behind her. Days later, the townspeople found Anna's camera near the tunnel entrance, its last images showing strange symbols and a shadowy figure in the distance. But of Anna, there was no trace. As the new moon rose, mothers in Maple Hollow began to whisper old tales to their children once more, urging them to stay away from the tunnels. For they knew that the tunnel keeper had claimed another, and its lullaby would haunt their dreams for many nights to come. Tale 6. Descent into the Void the International Space Station, ISAS, had been Parker's home for months, a testament to human resilience and cooperation. However, when Earth fell silent after the catastrophic events, the ISS transformed from a beacon of hope to a silent orbiting tomb. Each day, Parker would send out desperate transmissions, trying to establish a connection, hoping for a response. But nothing ever came. Earth, once a brilliant blue, now lay engulfed in darkness, shrouded by thick, gray clouds. Whatever had happened down there had been both sudden and absolute. The silence was deafening. Without the usual chatter from ground control, without the voices of his fellow astronauts who had returned to Earth just before the cataclysm, the weight of isolation began to press down on him. The machinery hummed, and the recycled air circulated, but there were no other sounds. No laughter. No human voices. Days turned into weeks. The limited entertainment aboard the ISS quickly became monotonous. With each passing day, Parker's routines began to dissolve. He would often find himself talking to inanimate objects aboard the station, the plants he was cultivating, the control panels, even his own reflection. Without any grounding or connection to Earth, Parker's perception of time began to warp. Days blended into nights. 
memories of his past started to mix with fantasies of the present. He would wake from a deep sleep, believing he had heard the laughter of his colleagues or the distant voice of ground control, only to be met with the cold, crushing silence of reality. One day, he believed he was no longer alone on the ISS. He would catch fleeting glimpses of figures out of the corner of his eye, shadows moving just beyond the periphery of his vision. He'd hear whispers, indistinct and ghostly, emanating from the corridors of the station. Convinced that he wasn't alone, Parker began to prepare meals for two, setting out plates and utensils for his unseen guest. He'd converse with this entity, asking it questions and waiting for responses that never came audibly, but, in his mind, were as clear as day. Parker's journal entries, once meticulous records of daily activities and scientific observations, became frantic scribbles of conversations with the phantom astronaut. He wrote of plans they made together, of a new mission, one that transcended the physical realm. One fateful day, with a belief that he could join this spectral crew and explore the universe unhindered by physical constraints, Parker opened the airlock. He stepped out, not into the cold void of space, but in his mind, into the warm embrace of a cosmic voyage with his ethereal crewmates. In reality, the ISS continued its lonely orbit around a silent Earth, its last occupant now truly lost to the void. Tale 7. The Forest Claim In a town nestled by the edge of a dense, dark forest, there was a legend, venture not into Elmswood after sundown, for the woods awaken and the trees thirst for souls. Jack, an outsider, dismissed the town's legend as mere superstition, the kind of story told to keep children from wandering off. Drawn to the allure of the unknown and the challenge of debunking myths, Jack decided to venture into the Elmswood forest as night began to fall. The forest was eerily silent, with only the soft crunch of leaves underfoot. As he walked deeper, Jack noticed the tall, ancient trees seemed to watch him, their knotted branches casting strange humanoid shadows in the dim light. Suddenly, a soft whisper echoed around him. Why have you come? It seemed to ask. Jack paused, looking around, convinced his mind was playing tricks on him. He pressed on, shaking off the unease. But as he ventured further, the ground beneath him began to shift. Roots, as thick as pythons, broke through the soil and wrapped around his legs, pulling him down. Panic surged through Jack as he fought to free himself, but the more he struggled, the tighter the roots gripped. The whispering grew louder, forming a cacophony of voices that seemed to come from the trees themselves. You were warned. They chanted. As the roots continued to wrap around him, Jack felt a strange sensation. His skin began to harden, and his limbs felt heavy and wooden. He screamed, but his voice came out as a hollow, echoing moan. Slowly, his vision blurred, and he could feel his consciousness receding. The last thing he saw before darkness claimed him was the silhouette of the trees around him, shifting and moving, their branches reaching out as if to welcome a new member. By dawn, where Jack had stood, there was a new tree, its bark resembling the fabric of his clothes and its knots forming a face frozen in a silent scream. The townspeople, upon discovering the tree, simply shook their heads. Another soul had ignored the legend and paid the price. The forest had claimed another victim, forever to stand as a wooden sentinel, a reminder of the curse of Elmswood. Tale 8. The Door in the Cellar The Lawrence family had lived in their old Victorian home for generations. Nestled on the outskirts of a small town, 
the house stood with an air of regal grace, the testament to the stories it held. Despite its age, it was only when the current generation decided to renovate the cellar that they stumbled upon a curious discovery, a door hidden behind shelves and concealed beneath layers of dust and grime. Curiously, no one in the family remembered its existence. It seemed ordinary enough, but when night fell, its secrets began to unravel. Claire, the youngest of the Lawrence children at just nine years old, was drawn to the door. At night, she claimed she could hear it whispering to her, a soft, melodic voice beckoning her closer. Open the door, Claire. It would say, see what wonders lie beyond. Despite her parents' warnings to stay away, one night, curiosity overcame Claire and she crept down to the cellar. The whisper became a hum, almost like a lullaby. With each step she took, it grew louder, filling her mind. She reached out and turned the doorknob. When she stepped through, she found herself in a world mirroring her own, but everything was oddly inverted, with colors muted, and an eerie silence that chilled her to the bone. Before her stood a version of herself, but her eyes were hollow, devoid of emotion, her grin stretching unnaturally wide. Claire wanted to scream, to flee, but her body wouldn't move. The doppelganger approached, touching Claire's face, absorbing her essence, her memories, her very soul. And then, in a swift motion, it pushed Claire further into the inverted world, sealing the door behind her. The next morning, the Lawrence family found Claire in the kitchen, preparing breakfast. But something was off. Her smiles were mechanical, her laughter empty. Her once bright eyes now looked as if they held an eternal abyss. One by one, the family members began to feel the chilling change. At night, they would hear whispers, each tailored to their deepest desires and fears. The mother thought she heard her late mother's voice, the father believed he heard promises of untold riches, and the elder brother, John, was promised the love of his secret crush. But it was all a ruse. The doppelganger Claire was not just content with her new life. She sought to steal the souls of her family, trapping them in the same void from which she came. At night, she would visit their rooms, her hollow eyes piercing into theirs, draining their essence, leaving them as mere husks. By the time the town noticed the family's absence and broke into the house, it was too late. The Lawrence home stood silent, save for the soft, eerie lullaby that echoed from the cellar, calling out to the next curious soul to open the door. Tale 9. The Forgotten Boy Ethan always felt like an ordinary boy, with ordinary dreams, living in an ordinary world. Until one day, he awoke to an existence that was anything but ordinary. It started with his mother. At breakfast, she placed only two plates on the table for her and Ethan's younger brother, Max. She conversed with Max, completely ignoring Ethan's attempts to talk. When he yelled, screamed, and even tried to shake her, she simply looked through him, as if he wasn't there. Confused and panicked, Ethan ran to school, hoping for a different reaction. But his friends didn't acknowledge him. Teachers marked him absent. And no matter how loud he shouted, no one turned their heads. His own reflection seemed to blur in mirrors. His voice only echoed back in utter silence. It felt like a nightmare. Desperation gnawed at him as he tried everything to gain attention. He'd disrupt things, attempt to write notes, but everything he touched seemed to phase through him. That evening, he returned home, 
tears streaming down his face, wishing for an end to this inexplicable torment. He hoped that sleep would reset this nightmare. He clung to the hope that he would wake up to his mother's loving voice and his brother's annoying yet comforting teasing. To his relief, the next morning seemed ordinary. His mother greeted him with a smile. His brother playfully fought with him over the last pancake. School was normal. His friends laughed at his jokes. Teachers noted his presence. Everything was as it should be. Overwhelmed with relief, Ethan convinced himself it had been a terrible dream. But as he lay in bed that night, a chilling fear crept over him. Closing his eyes, he wished the unsettling feeling away. Morning came, and once again, his existence was erased. His mother and brother conversed without him. His friends laughed, but not at his jokes. The terror of the previous day returned tenfold. And as the sun set, he yearned for the comfort of the ordinary, clinging to the hope of waking up to his old life. But this cycle, this cruel loop, showed no mercy. Every day Ethan woke with hope, and every day it was shattered by the grim reality. An eternity of hope and despair, where the forgotten boy would always be remembered by no one but himself. Tale 10. The Stolen Reflection Ever since his fifth birthday, Jimmy began to notice something peculiar about his reflection. At first, it was subtle, like a mischievous smirk when he was frowning or a blink when he hadn't blinked. He would tell his parents, but they dismissed it as an overactive imagination. But as days turned to weeks, his reflection's behavior grew more pronounced and unpredictable. It would wave when he stood still or mouth silent words he couldn't understand. The more he tried to control it, the more defiant the reflection became. Sleepless nights ensued as Jimmy was afraid to see himself in any reflective surface. One evening, after an argument with his parents about his imaginary problems, Jimmy locked himself in his room. Sitting on his bed, he faced the full-length mirror, intending to confront his reflection once and for all. As their eyes met, the reflection grinned wickedly, revealing an inhuman, jagged smile. Before Jimmy could react, the reflection lunged towards the mirror's surface. Hands extended, it gripped Jimmy, pulling him into the mirror's cold abyss. There was a moment of utter silence and blinding light. When the light dimmed, the reflection stood in Jimmy's room, breathing heavily. It adjusted its clothes, looked around, and then slowly approached the mirror. A sense of triumphant satisfaction washed over it. It leaned closer, expecting to see Jimmy trapped on the other side. But the mirror showed nothing. It was just an empty, polished surface. The reflection smiled to itself and walked into its new life. Tale 11. Shadows of Trust Once upon a time, in a quiet suburban neighborhood, lived a little girl named Lily. She was known for her bright smile and friendly demeanor, always surrounded by loving family and trustworthy friends. But as the days turned to nights, Lily began to sense that something sinister was lurking beneath the surface of her seemingly idyllic life. It all began on an eerie night when the moon hung low, casting long shadows across the familiar streets. Lily was tucked into bed, but sleep eluded her. Restless, she ventured out of her room and into the dimly lit hallway. The house was silent, but it felt different, as if the air had thickened with unease. Downstairs, she found her parents in the living room, their faces devoid of the warmth she once knew. 
They sat motionless, staring at the flickering television screen that played only static. When Lily called out to them, they turned to her with vacant eyes, their mouths stretching into terrifying smiles as they whispered, Lily, it's time. Dread gripped her heart as she backed away, stumbling into the nightmarish reality that was unfolding before her. Her parents had become something else, something malevolent, their sinister smiles etched into her memory. Terrified, she fled into the night. Outside, the moon cast eerie shadows, and the once familiar neighborhood seemed like a twisted maze. As she wandered through the darkened streets, she encountered her friends, but they were different too. Their once cheerful faces now wore sinister grins, their lips stretching unnaturally as their laughter sounded like menacing whispers. They beckoned her to join them, but Lily knew she couldn't trust them any longer. Desperate and alone, she ran from house to house, seeking refuge from the nightmarish figures with their terrifying smiles that once were her loved ones. But each door she opened revealed more horrors, more people transformed into soulless beings that bore no resemblance to the ones she had known and loved. With every passing moment, Lily's world unraveled further. She no longer knew who to trust, and fear became her constant companion. The sinister entities with their chilling, unending smiles that had taken over her life were closing in on her, their intentions dark and unfathomable. And so, Lily was left in a nightmarish limbo, a world where the people she had once held dear had become unrecognizable, where trust had withered away, leaving only the chilling certainty that the world she once knew was gone forever. In the darkness, she wandered, forever haunted by the question, who can you trust when the familiar faces in your life bear terrifying smiles and are no longer the ones you once loved? Congratulations, you have made it through our first tales. I don't know if you could tell, but we added one bonus tale into this since it was the first episode. It felt like good luck uh, to have uh, one extra one in the mix there. Um, as promised, we were going to offer you one little uh, bit, tidbit of AI learning. And uh, the AI learning for today is going to be all around generating uh, a perfect prompt to really get what you want out of whichever AI tool you're using. So uh, I know most people are in the realm of ChatGPT. So here's your tip. Um, a great prompt is typically always going to include three to four different parts. So uh, the top part of that is going to be you want to give it a role. So assign it an identity. Um, as we were doing uh, this podcast for a few of these episodes, the role that I gave it, uh, pretend you are a pro producer for uh, the television series Black Mirror, um, pretend you are Stephen King, uh, pretend that you are a person who's trying to generate um, short stories to make sure their children can't sleep at night, like these types of prompts. Uh, so you give it a roll, um, just joking on the, the last one, but uh, then you also need to give it a, a task to do, and it, it doesn't hurt to uh, form this as role colon and then you kind of give it the role that it's playing task colon and really just a summary of hey here's what you're doing here's your target audience um, also give it some requirements so when it's done what does it need to look like and uh, finally the last thing is just very clear explicit instructions um, 
And if you can provide it with all four of those things and you've put some thought into that uh, as well, what you get on the back end of whatever uh, AI tool you're using is going to be much better. Um, it is really just a language model. So the more language you can feed into that with specifics around the design you're looking for, the better off you're going to be. Hey, thank you so much for joining in on this first episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope uh, some of those tales creeped you out and we hope to see you at the next one.